well, hey, um, family, friends, uh, loved ones, um, everyone joining us tonight. Um, um, Danny is going to uh, come join me here, and uh, this is kind of a brief uh, summary of how things are going to go here tonight. Um, first and foremost, what I want to do is take a second and just describe a little bit about what it is that we're doing, um, why it is that we're doing this, some discussions that Danny and I had had, uh, and then our team had had, and really, I think, the goal behind this. Now, as, as, I'm, as I'm sharing this, I want you guys to feel free. Uh, we have uh, moderators in all the different chat rooms on all the different platforms that we stream to. So they're ready to go. Um, I think you've got a text message, hopefully, from me. Yeah. yeah, I have. So we have our first question. Um, it's a good one. So how to explain this situation to our young kids? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I, of course, have seven children. I'm just opening my computer up right now real quick. Um, I have seven children. And so, you know, it looks different. I think appropriate discussion probably for each kid. I know that uh, my wife, Chandra, who brings a whole different perspective. I think our wives always do that. <laughs> they bring a different perspective, don't they? And I know that she's going to be joining me next week as we talk. So next Wednesday, Wednesday Night Live. Chandra's going to be here with me. And we're going to talk a little bit more about parenting and family life and all that. But first and foremost... Uh, know where your kids are at. And I think something that we've always done with our children is how do you, how do you explain, I think, knowing appropriately what each child needs to know. So my nine-year-old is going to get a different explanation and a different conversation than, let's say, my 21-year-old or my 18-year-old or my 16 or 15-year-old when we're having discussions. It's going to look different. Just like the discussion may look different between you and I, Danny, or you know, you and Beth, your wife or, or whatever. So I think just having appropriate conversations would be, would be really, really key. Um, some things that, that I would, you know, uh, I really want you guys to know tonight as we jump into this is that there's some key things that are available for you. Here's some key things that we're going to be doing moving forward. Uh, I want you guys to know that we're doing everything we can from a content standpoint. What that means is is that we've made a decision as a church family, as a staff and as a team, that we're going to do everything possible to push content on a daily basis onto platforms that are reasonable and appropriate for you to utilize. So what that means is, is that things like tonight, Wednesday Night Live, we're just going to go live and we're going to show up and give you the chance to interact with us and discuss some things. Uh, you're going to see in the next coming week, you're going to see uh, devotionals that are going to drop every single morning. So we've got a team working on those devos. Um, so when you get up in the morning, you're going to see those things pop up in your social feeds. Uh, what makes so th this becomes really important becomes really important, and we'll put all of our all of our um, handles from Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff in in comments and in notes from all this and stuff. So uh, it becomes really important. Follow us. Follow us on social media. The number one way we're communicating right now is via our website and via social media. So. Uh, beyond text messaging and all that other stuff, that's really the best way to stay in contact with us. And for us to be able to keep you updated, so there's going to be things we're going to be posting on our website to let you know. Uh, for instance, we have the devos that are rolling out, and those devos are going to happen every single day, and those are going to roll through the week. Uh, our prayer team is working on uh, an open daily and open platform where we're going to be able to have a time of prayer and uh, and just get together and connect. Just take a few moments out of your day 
and be able to just log on to your social media to whatever platform you appreciate and you can connect with other people and pray over the situation. I know that that team is going to give some real practical things to pray for. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is that there's some key things that I think we can be praying for instead. So instead of just, God, what can you do about COVID-19? There's some really specific people groups. There's some specific situations that we can be praying for. And so we're rolling out content and we're rolling out uh, opportunities on platforms for you to connect with us and for us to be able to walk through those things with you. I know that we're also working right now behind the scenes on getting some really good kids uh, content. I was just talking to our team today. And what they're working on is uh, being able to give families content on a daily basis to be able to help get some structure into your day. So it might be mom or dad says, hey, at 10 a.m., we're going to get on YouTube and we're going to deal with the content that Movement Church has given us. And it's it's a really quick thing we're going to do for the kids, but it's interactive. It's good for the family. We know the kids are home. We know that someone's a caregiver, some caregiver is watching these children. And we want to be able to provide that on a daily basis. In addition to Sundays, we're obviously going to continue to show up. So what that means is on Sundays, we have a kid's component to what's happening. We have a live component to what's happening with worship. And my teaching, quite honestly, is going to, is going to shift a little bit. I think the nature of what we do on a Sunday morning is going to shift a bit. Something that we're looking forward to this, this next week is that at the end of my message on Sunday, uh, as we're broadcasting live on all of our platforms, at the end of my message, I'm going to leave a 10-minute window open uh, before we sign off where we will address, discuss, or I can answer questions that are coming through live during our Sunday service. So instead of it just being you tune in, you listen to Danny and the team do worship, you listen to me say whatever I'm going to say, as things come up, as, as God maybe hits your heart on some things, the team is going to be able to get me um, some key things that they think would be good for me to talk about. I'm going to address those things right there, live, unfiltered. I'm going to address those things to the best best of my ability, not that I have all the answers. And so we really are doing what we can. Um, this is really key. Uh, we have a hotline available, um, 760-500-4888. That is 760 760- Five zero zero four eight eight eight, and and the reason why we have this hotline is we understand that there's some key people that potentially might be uh, struggling and having some difficulty. Whether that's an elderly person, someone who maybe has some other things, situations going on where they can't get uh, food or they can't get to the store readily, or they need help with some things. So this number is for prayer. This number is for help. This number is for instruction. If you need help figuring out how to get on Facebook, call the number. I mean, we want everyone to be able to have their needs met. So that's that's the stuff we have going moving moving forward. Um, I think getting your kids connected. I think appropriately speaking to your children about this stuff, connecting them wherever you can to the things that we have rolling out, and reach out if you need help. Um, and then I know probably one of the biggest questions um, that we've been getting is is anxiety. Yeah, so um, I, I watched you, me and Beth watched you on Instagram Live today, and you were specifically addressing that. I wonder if you could kind of repeat some of that stuff. So me and Beth, we were, last couple of days, we felt, you know, in our home, we felt quite safe, secure, we're good, everything seems fine. And then we kind of do the, we venture out to go to the store, and then we're immediately hit with anxiety. And for my wife, who's a feeler, like she senses everything around her. So 
she's in that environment we literally carry it with us how do we combat how do we combat that how do we come against that yeah dude that is so good i think that hits it right on the head i think there's some safety that we have in our home right and um once we get outside the four walls of our house we tend to lose some of that what we feel like is control and we see maybe some of the realities of how how um, humanity is responding or what's going on. Here's some key things that have to do with anxiety. Uh, I got a number of questions throughout the day and stuff, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I have some notes that I wrote down because I, I really want this to be thorough for people. Um, one person actually asked me, how, how do I personally fight panic in the atmosphere? I think that really speaks directly to what you're saying. You step out into this atmosphere and you feel the sense coming into you. So, um, I just want to say right now is I would focus on controlling what you can. Control what you can. There are things that are just out of control, meaning they're out of our control. It's not that they're out of control like everything's falling apart. But when things are out of my control, sometimes I feel like everything's falling apart. So I think the goal is focus on what you can control, and this is key. And to do that, what I would say is act responsibly, but don't act fearfully. Act responsibly, but don't act fearfully. Let me define responsibly to you. Responsibly says, uh, I have a responsibility. I have the ability to respond. Okay? I have the ability to respond. And when I respond responsibly, that says, I can respond. I can choose how I'm going to respond to these situations. I am in control and I can manage and I have an accountability to be able to respond to these situations these ways. I can't control how the person in aisle five is going to respond if they're fighting over the last pack of toilet paper. And we've seen these and I'm not joking. I mean, there's really I've seen these things happening. We've all potentially seen it on social media. We've heard the stories. I can't control the behavior actions. I can't control any of that stuff. Heck, we can't even control this virus. Right. But what we can control is we can control certain things that pertain to us. So I want to say being responsible, responsibility says, I have the ability to respond. Fear says, I have no power to respond and I feel out of control. I'm going to say that again. Responsibility says, I have the ability to respond to the situation. I still have power. I have the ability to respond to the situation. I, I I may not be able to fix it, but I can, I can respond to it. And fear wants to tell us that we have no power and things are out of control. So I'm able to respond by, and here's some key things that I wanted to share with you. Number one, being prepared. I, I can respond by being prepared. And what that means is acting responsibly means make sure that you have the items that you need in case we have to move to... Um, being in our homes for an extended period of time. Uh, For my wife, her and I were chatting about this earlier today. For her, being prepared meant she wanted to have the house clean. She she just wanted to have things prepped and ready for, we have 10 people that live in our house. And so she wanted to have everything prepared. So she was acting responsibly by being prepared. Um, Number two, being appropriately, appropriately informed. I think this is really key. We can be overly informed. I think we can hit a point where it goes beyond appropriate. We can we can listen to media 24-7 and we can read the news 24-7 and that's probably going to really ride the worry button in our hearts. But we have a choice as to what's informing us. 
if you're listening to this right now, you made a choice that you were going to turn off the media or turn off these other things that are informing you and you took responsibility and you had a choice to inform yourself with something that was going to be positive, that was going to be helpful, that was going to be hopeful. So number two, I'd say you're able to respond by being appropriately informed. You should be appropriately informed. Know the facts. Know, know what's going on. Um, number one, being thankful. That, that's self-explanatory. Be thankful. Still wake up in the morning and go, God, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for, and then fill in the blank. Um, the other one is being prayerful for others. I think this is huge. Uh, I can respond by being prayerful for others. Am I praying for the people around me? Um, something our prayer, our, our whole prayer team is going to roll out is, okay, great, Pat, what does that mean? And we have some stuff that we're going to share to give you an idea of how to pray for people and different groups of people and different things going on. But you can respond by being prayerful, um, by being generous. This is huge. Being generous, I'm not just talking about money, but I'm talking about the generosity of heart. Because what happens is when I'm generous, it takes the focus off me and it puts it on you. So if I'm generous with Danny, I'm saying, Danny, what are your needs? I'm no longer focused, hyper-focused on what my needs are and the things I might be anxious or worried about. And I'm saying, what do you need? For my, for my wife and I, what that looked like this week, we got home, I think it was on Sunday, she was walking across the street delivering a pack of toilet paper at the height of the toilet paper um, disappearance. She talked to my neighbor, you know, husband and wife, three kids, young kids, my wife walks a pack of toilet paper to their house and gives them a pack of toilet paper because they were out. That's being generous. But I know what it did in Shandra's heart. It took the focus off of what she was thinking about and it put it on someone else. Um, being active, you're able to respond by being active. Stay active. Anxiety for me, I will tell you right now, um, this morning I got up, I made Shandra some coffee and I read some scripture and I went and I stuck to my routine and I got on my bike and I did a workout and I stayed active. The stress and the anxiety that builds up chemically and physiologically in our body, activity is good. Stay active. Healthy bodies, healthy minds. So don't stop moving. Um, and be structured. Um, and I know these are a lot. And I'll go back and I'll put these down if if our team isn't catching these in the notes. I'll go down, I'll put these down, but be structured. One of the biggest things that I'm finding with people right now is that they're, they're carrying a ton of anxiety, Danny. And it's because they're getting outside of their routine. There's some things that are out of our control. I'm going to go back to number one, focus on what you can control. So there's some things that are out of our control in terms of our daily routines. But you and I both know that if we can try to be as structured as possible, do the things you would normally do. Maybe you have to make some tweaks. Maybe they don't look 100% like they used to, but be as structured as possible. If we can stay as structured as possible, it helps us in, the, in our self-care and our emotion. It helps us to kind of to relax a little bit and feel like the norm um, is still there. Um, really quickly, Scripture, Philippians 4, 5 uh, through 7. Write that down. Study that. Um, this is a Scripture that I would just... Very broad stroke scripture. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I don't understand it. I know you've experienced this, Danny. Like, I don't understand. I don't know why when I do these things, 
there's this peace that comes over my life that I can't explain, but it transcends all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind. And right now we need our hearts and our minds guarded. We need to get, we need to be informed, but we need to be, we need to have our hearts and our minds guarded. And so that, that to me, I know that was a lot, but I think number one anxiety is the number one thing today that I talk to people about and the number one question that I'm getting asked. So I think that, I think that was a good question. Yeah. We have actually had another question come in and it's more specifically about for, for a lot of people right now, particularly restless people, they're in this tension between work. So activity, you've already kind of speaking to this a little bit, activity and rest. And how do we, how do we, are there any practical tips, but also spiritual practices that we can employ when some are at home and we're active people, we enjoy working, but we find ourselves resting. Do we, do we take this moment to rest extensively or do we just, you know, do we lean into rest or do we lean into activity and just speak to that tension a bit? Yeah. I don't think idleness is rest. So, um, that's a brilliant question, man. Um, so here's how I'm governing that. I think rest for me really means number one, first and foremost, get a good night's sleep. I don't know if you experienced this, but when I don't, when I don't have a good night's sleep, doesn't it affect your like mental and emotional state? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a hundred percent me. So First and foremost, I think for people, if you're active or some of us maybe because of our work or because of things going on, we're, we're kind of, we maybe feel stuck in the home. We feel in this kind of quarantined time. Uh, the number one thing I would say is, yes, stick to a structure, stick to a routine as best you can. Modify what you need to modify. Maybe you're used to doing things at the gym. Do what you can at home. Stay active. That to me isn't, isn't going against the principle of rest. I think rest really comes down to it's part of the self-care. The number one thing that I think we struggle with in moments of stress and in moments um, of strain, what we struggle with the most is self-care. And it takes awareness. It takes a personal awareness that my body, regardless of what is happening, your body doesn't read stress any differently. So I can be stressed out because of a test or an exam. I can be stressed out because of a, a personal situation. I can be stressed out because of the workout that I did. Your body doesn't delineate between stress. So right now, we're feeling stressed. Your body needs, needs, to, a bit, needs to release that stress. The number one way you can do that is by getting a good night's sleep. Probably the, the second thing that you can do is stay up on your nutritional habits. Eat well. Focus on eating the best you can. And I, I, I'm seeing this in my own life. I'm really having to focus because under stress, what I want to do is I want to go home and cook every frozen pizza that I have in my, in my refrigerator that's gluten-free. And I want to eat every pizza because it tastes good and I feel better. And I have to stick to like rest, nutrition, and staying active. Um, I think if we allow ourselves to be idle and sit back and stop all activity, the idle mind is too much. Yeah, it's good. So I, I think we have to we have to stay on top of it. We actually have another one as well. Um, I'm going to frame this, and I've heard you speak to this a lot of in, in our staff meetings. But um, it's essentially what what does this outbreak now mean for the church? How do how do we need to pivot? Where I think there might be anxiety in the home, but also there might be a, a certain unrest for people as the institution of church. I don't know if you can speak to that. Yeah, well, 
and I'm going to talk about, I'm actually going to dive into this more on Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, we have a meeting once a week as a team, and we talk about what's coming up on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, I think briefly put, I think I think the state of church, like if you are a church goer, and you're wondering, oh my gosh, is my church going to be there when I come back? Yeah. Um, listen, I, I don't think the church is going anywhere. I, I don't think the material of church is going anywhere. Uh, I do think that the method, uh, the delivery system of church, of the material, is is obviously changed. You're watching right now live. Uh, last Sunday, a vast majority of every church in America was broadcasting live. We were already broadcasting live, but now every church is having to do it because of the quarantines and, and what we're being asked by state, um, federal, state, and local agencies I think the face of church in that regard is changed and I think to a certain degree is changed forever. And what I mean by that is that there's a shift in the way that we're in, in 2020 with the situation. There's a shift in how we're going to connect and how we're going to speak about Jesus and we're going to gather. I think when all this is done, we're going to gather here. For us at the movement, we're going to gather here in this building that we're broadcasting from right now, and we're going to be shoulder to shoulder and face to face again. But I also think there's a whole group set of people that will not or would not have embraced Jesus or walked into the building that we now are going to have an audience to. And there's a shift in, in it. And the way I described it, uh, I think, in our meeting was living in California with earthquakes, right? So when when the fault line in, in the earth shifts, it never goes back. The foundation, it's just shifted. So to that degree, I think church has shifted. I still think we're on mission, meaning we're still bringing people into a relationship with Jesus. And I think the material is the same. I think the method, what we're going to see, and, and to be fair, I don't know. Let me say it this way. I think in 25 years, there are going to be people studying this moment because we don't know the effects. Now, not just in the church, but we don't know the effects globally that this moment is going to have on the entire world. And you don't know those things until you're there and able to have some hindsight and draw that line, that through line back to this moment. The church is not outside of that. I think in 25 years, there's going to be people studying the church and they say, what happened 25 years ago in 2020? What happened that shaped and formed the way we talk about deliver, embrace faith in 2020? And they're going to talk about this moment. And I think the church has an opportunity right now to rise up. And, and right now I'm telling everyone around me, the hashtags I'm using is occupy all platforms, occupy all homes. The church has an opportunity right now to occupy all homes and all hearts and all platforms. And and, the, and our goal and our job and our mission hasn't changed. The name of Jesus is the name we were going to lift high. He is the hope. He is the only true hope and peace of the world. And we more than ever have to, have to preach that even more. It, it actually requires, this situation requires more out of us as a church than ever before. It's shifting the way that we're looking at things. And I think it's a great thing. Do we have time for one more? Or, yeah. um, you, just say, you just say when. Um, specifically the news. When, how much is too much news? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say at the point that, you, that news, uh, 
Well, here's what I would say. If all you do is get worried and fearful, if you turn on the news, turn it off. I, like, I would be really, really careful. Again, be appropriately informed. I think there's a lot of ways to be pro- appropriately informed. I think we can get a hold of, so for instance, subscribe to, uh, you can go, okay, what's coming out of the White House? So what's being said federally? The CDC, um, United States Public Health Service. There are some key people that we can subscribe right to because of technology. We can go right to and just get the facts and get the information without it having to go through this third party, a news outlet, that is then, from what I've seen, I'm probably stepping in hot water, but for the most part, I think what's happening is, is that I'm watching the situation, I was just having this conversation with my wife, Chandra, is it's being politicized. So this news agency is gonna spin it to make this group look good or this group look bad, and then vice versa. And in the middle of all that is every person living in the continental US that's listening, and that's either putting fear or worry or, or embracing them to speak more proudly or more highly about a political party, and none of that matters. And I think there's a level of anxiety that comes with it and fear and worry. And the fact of the matter is we need to be dealing with the virus and we need to be dealing with acting responsibly and what does that look like? And instead, I think sometimes the news produces this fear and these things. Go right to the source. The, the technology has given us the ability. I would suggest go right to the source. I, like I will tell you right now, we want to go right to the source as a church. Um, pastor Julie, she's our executive pastor, was on a phone call this week on Monday. Um, she, it's, it's a call that she's on weekly with the White House, the press secretary from the White House, um, I believe the head person from our national transportation and the, the head person from the CDC were on this phone call she was on. She was getting information directly from the horse's mouth. That makes it, when her and I walked away, it made it so much easier, Danny, because as an organization, as a church, as, as all the things we are, house of faith, our personal lives, we got the information directly from them. I don't actually have to watch any of the news to get the information I got. So just go directly to the source. I think that, I think that's biblical. Um, if I hear something, I'm going to go right to you, Danny. I don't want to hear about it from 14 other people. So just go directly to the source. We can get that information. Um, yeah, we have, I'm going to frame this question as well. Um, maybe we can call this the last question and you can speak to whatever you need to, to wrap us up. But it's funny because I think the church kind of big C church has been kind of warning us about our social media use for a little while. And now, now we're kind of forced into an environment where we're needing to engage with it, to be encouraged, inspired, to even be taught to be. So is there specific things in your household, specific accounts, Instagram or Twitter, people that you would follow that would be inspiring, encouraging? Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good question, and uh, there's there's some really meaty stuff attached to that that I'm not going to get into because I feel like that would be a bigger can. But I, overall, here's the deal: number one, I think social media is wonderful. I think it's a great it's a great tool. I think we have to number one. I said this a minute ago. We have I I believe we have a mandate. Like we should we should be a strong voice on social media as houses of faith as people of faith. So number one. 
Um, I'll give you an example. My wife turned me on to uh, somebody. Her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Great, great stuff um, about neurology and your brain and all that and all that stuff. Um, follow her on Instagram. I would tell you right now, just follow her on Instagram. You off of Instagram, you can find all of her other platforms. She's got some really, really good information out right now on how practically day to day as things change. She just has these great posts, things that she likes, things how she's processing, things to remind us of, small exercises that we can do. Those are great self care tips. There's a guy who um, does some functional neurology that we actually uh, work with our four year old with. His name is Dr. Jerome Lubin. He is awesome, and he has a whole e-course that I think he's offering for free right now on self-care. So, like, there are so many resources. Those are two resources, I would say. And I would probably, you would expect me to say this, but I would probably say follow your local leaders of faith if they're utilizing the platform to bring um, help and hope. So that could be your church. That could be, quite honestly, you know, that could be you, that could be me, that could be a pastor of another church. I follow other churches. I follow other pastors. Really what we need to do, this is what I would recommend, and I'm going to link, just so you know if you're watching live, I'm going to link, and I'll put Dr. Caroline Leaf and Dr. Jerome's um, Instagram handle in the comments, uh, and if you want, you can reach out and I can give you their stuff, but this is what I, this is what I would say. I would say you have control over your information on your social media platforms. If there are things popping up on your social media that are distracting, that are causing anxiety, that are causing worry, uh, mute those accounts. You don't even have to quit following them, but mute them. Maybe for right now, mute them. Uh, and you just you don't need to hear those right now. And what I would do is if you don't have accounts that are giving you that positivity, Go find some churches again. Reach out to me personally, and I'll filter through a bunch of accounts that I follow and say, hey, here's some great, great accounts to follow. Um, and then, you know, we can talk even, I know you probably have some from across the world, you know, being being just come from, from the UK. And so, yeah, I think there's some specific things that we can do on social media. And, and it's not, social media is not our enemy but it can definitely, based on what we're following and stuff, it can become an enemy of, of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, listen, we got five minutes left. Um, and just in those few moments, uh, I just want to say this. Um, somebody asked me this question. They said, how, how do I stay connected with people while honoring quarantine guidelines? Good question. Good that is a huge question right now. So um, I thought this was really cool. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is, runs a business, and he said, you know, a lot of what they're doing is instead of before, they would have sent an email, they would have sent a text message. They're actually picking up the phone and FaceTiming. Yeah. And it's very interesting. And it's it's really funny in that FaceTime, uh, the smile and the connectedness just to see this other human. And it's a fast world, you know, like we're texting back and forth during the daytime and what's going on. And um, so I would say this, call instead of text. <laughs> it is wonderful to hear a human voice. There's just something about it. Sometimes um, it's just, I know even between you and your wife or me and my wife, it's just you call and you just, when there's a bit of a distance, you've been away from each other. I just want to hear your voice. 
call instead of text. So I think that's a way to still honor um, what we're what we're being asked to do. Um, take another step further: FaceTime instead of call. Uh, just let's break outside of our box and just get on the FaceTime, Zoom call, whatever you need to do, but put a face to a voice and and get beyond just text and email that we're reading. And then I would say this, um, stay connected by being intentional and vigilant about connecting. Okay. So for instance, I had a meeting today at 9am. The individual that I was supposed to talk to at 9am today, um, we both have like great relationship with one another and we have a standing, a standing meeting and he has a lot going on. My morning had a lot going on because everything changed. Everything's been, you know, kind of turned upside down. And so nine o'clock came and went. We were both busy. At 10 o'clock, I gave him a call really quick and just said, hey, I needed to be intentional. Um, I know you're probably busy. I got caught up. Is this a good time to talk or can we talk later? And what we were doing was, and he said to me, hey, listen, right now I'm, I'm kind of under the gun at work but I'm going to be freed up later. Are you still down to talk? And I said, 100%. And what I loved about it was both of us, I think, took a hold of and became vigilant about the value of connecting. It would have been very, very easy for us with our day because I had another appointment, another phone uh, conference call at 12, and I had some other things going on in between. And it would have been very easy for me just to go, hey, let's just catch up tomorrow. Let's just catch up later. And... Now more than ever, more than ever, I think we have to be intentional and we have to be vigilant about our time together. And so what that means is, is that it's going to feel inconvenient and it's going to feel awkward maybe, or it's going to feel like, gosh, I don't have time for this, but we have to be intentional and we have to be vigilant. So, hey, um, I just want to thank everybody for, um, for joining us here uh, this evening we love being able to just come to you right where you're at. Um, a couple quick things that I'm going to ask. Number one, we want your feedback. Um, we want to be good at, at what we're bringing you. So we want you to give us an idea of things that would be helpful to you. Again, we want to be helpful and hopeful. So what are things we can bring to you? Um, we want to be able to continue to do this. We're going to continue to do this on Wednesdays. So we, we would appreciate your feedback. Um, the second thing that I would ask is, is that if you are watching right now and you're a believer of Jesus, you're, you're a follower of Jesus, that your, that your life, your spiritual life hasn't lost its mission. Our mission is not to just live between Sundays and come to church on Sunday. Just because Sunday isn't meeting shoulder to shoulder, face to face, your mission actually hasn't been lost. In fact, your mission, our mission together has been increased. We are being asked right now to increase, to get more intense, to step up, to rise up more than ever and to be on mission. And here's how right now we've been reduced to meeting digitally. Okay. We can't meet in large gatherings. So we're meeting face to face right now via platforms. So what I would ask, this is my ask of you, stay on mission with your faith. Practically what that means is share, like, comment, do everything you can do to drive the information that's helpful to you, drive it by the natural algorithms that are written on all these social platforms. I'm just going to be explicitly tell you, the more that we interact digitally, the more information 
gets put in front of people. And people need something positive that they can find and they can grab hold of in the midst of a landscape of just negativity. So the best thing you can do right now is when we're getting ready to do something, it's a live event or Sunday morning church or whatever we're doing, our devos that we're doing every morning, our kids ministry stuff we're going to be sending out daily. Share that information with your friends. Click the share button. If you're on Facebook, click the share button. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, share the link to your friends on other platforms. Um, and when you like our stuff, when you comment on our stuff, that's helping that content find a place higher in rotation and we're flooding the platforms. We're flooding the homes. Most people right now, the increase on social media has gone through the roof. People are getting their news off of social media platforms and... I utilize something called Flipboard to, to read general news. But the reality is that we need to occupy all platforms and we need to occupy all homes. We can do that by staying on mission. And this sounds silly, but right now our mission as Christians is to make sure that the content is there for people. Next week, I want you to tune in because we're going to talk about some things that are very, very simple, some ways that we're going to be able to respond to those uh, around us. It goes beyond responding is not is not left at sharing, liking and getting people to watch our content on social media. That's not the point. That is part of it because we need to get the message out. We need to get the message of help and hope out. But there's some practical things in response that we can do in loving our neighbors and loving the people around us. And you're going to want to tune in next week as Shander and I talk about some things as it pertains to parenting and family. But we're also going to grab a hold of some things on how to really care for yourself and how to care for the people around you. And this is something that we desperately need to get a hold of. And so until then, I'm going to pray really quickly and, and we're going to sign off. Um, but I just want to pray for everybody. So if you could, right where you're at, you can just close your eyes. Lord, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus that everything that we've discussed here tonight in some form or fashion was a seed it was a seed in our hearts. It, it inspired something in somebody uh, to, to, to take a step toward peace instead of anxiety, uh, to take a step toward being intentional and vigilant about connection, to be able to wrap their head around maybe what's going on a little bit deeper. And there are so many questions that I know that didn't get answered. And so, God, I'm going to do my best to answer those questions offline. But, Lord, right now I know that the, the biggest answer that we need in our lives, is we need you. So God, we want to see more of you. We want to see your name brought into the middle of this more and more. Lord, for anybody who's struggling, I pray right now that just the spirit of peace would rest. But not just that, but if there's something that, that, that they're needing, that practical response would come. That real, there's a real need and there would be a real solution. If we can participate in that, Lord, we are saying we are willing to show up. So if there's a need, God, you direct us on how to show up. And we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you the fact that we can still get together and connect for this brief moment. Lord, we give you all honor. We give you um, all thankfulness and gratitude in the midst of circumstances. We thank you. In Jesus' powerful name. Everyone said amen and amen. Hey, we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Until then, stay connected. Follow us on our media platforms. 
and we'll see you guys on Sunday.